Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Good morning. So good to see you this morning. I'm so glad you came to church this morning. I hope you're glad you came. Come on, amen. It's good to have you. If this is your first time with us at Faith or New, we always just like to take a moment and just tell you we're glad you're here and let you know how excited we are God sent you. So Faith family, let all of our first-time guests know you love them this morning. Would you do that? Come on, would you let them know it? Amen. Yeah, you in-house, you at home as well. If you're joining us online, drop a comment there in the stream and let us know where you're hanging out at, where you're worshiping from, thumbs up, like us, whatever, all that cool stuff that you do. So, but let us know where you're hanging out at, man. But wherever you're at this morning, do this if you would, grab your Bible. Amen. Anybody bring a Bible to church? Come on. Ah, woo-woo. So like the woo-woo's here. If you're new here, we love the word. Amen. Do this if you would. Turn with me to 3 John chapter 1. 3 John chapter 1. There's not but one chapter in 3 John. So if you're in 3 John chapter 2, you have the wrong Bible. All right, you need to, you need to pick up something somewhere that was not the Holy Bible. Amen. So 3 John chapter 1. I want to read a couple of verses, a few there, 2 through 4. And uh, I just want to let you know as well, if you use the YouVersion Bible app, um, which is a very cool app right there on your mobile device, if you use that, you can actually do this right now. Click on More and then Events and just follow right along uh, with us there in, and with us and in the message. So Third John chapter 1, if you have it, say, I have it. I'm ready. Let's read. It says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. And be in health just as your soul prospers. Amen. It's two, it says it twice in there, the word prosper. I want you to prosper and that your soul prospers. For I rejoiced greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you, just as you walk in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Come on, if you're a parent, that's a good feeling to know your kids are walking in truth, amen? The friends and those that you love, something special about that. But uh, let's pray, and then we're going to talk about it this morning. So, Father, we just, uh, again, are so, so honored, Lord, so humble, so thankful, Lord, that we can gather in this place, God, and worship you and just lift you high and honor you because you're worthy. And so, Father, we ask that you'll speak to hearts, God, every person who's joined us today on our live stream, God, every person who's watching this, maybe even, even down the road, God, bless them today. Let your spirit be at work in their life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Tell the person near you, say, I'm glad you sit near me today. Tell them that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell them, say, I'm glad you're sitting near me this morning. Amen. Amen. We're all glad you're here. And I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Who ate way too much? Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Altars are open. If you need to repent today of that, come on down. <clears throat> You're welcome to. No, no judgment here. Uh, but uh, hey, man, I hope you did. I hope you had a great one. I really do. hope you had a great, great Thanksgiving. And we're in a series right now called Why. And last week, actually, we talked about why 
Thanksgiving. And as a church, why we're so thankful, again, to have the God that we have. And I uh, shared a few, couple of things with you last week about that we have, first of all, just so much to be thankful for. Amen? We do. And, uh, and he is. He's worthy to be praised and to be given that very thanks that we gave him this week. And I hope you didn't stop when you finished eating. I hope you'll just keep giving God praise, keep living a lifestyle of thanksgiving. And, and again, as we look at and, and know now why we do it, because um, that's what we're in right now. We're in a series called Why. And uh, today we're going to continue in that series. And what we're doing is this. We're taking time to just kind of look at what we believe as a church why we believe it, and um, I hope that you're getting discipled, encouraged, and equipped, and uh, so that when somebody asks you why, somebody asks you why you believe what you believe, that you'll be able to give an answer for that. That's what God wants for us, to be able to share and give reason for what we believe, and um, today we're going to continue in that, and, and this morning, uh, the message is entitled, Why Prosperity, all right? Why Prosperity? Now, it, it, prosperity, using that word in church and kind of kind of get some weird looks and weird thoughts. And uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But when we say prosperity and why prosperity, you'll find out today why we use that word here at this church, why we believe in it. And we, and we believe in that and we believe in prosperity because the Bible believes in prosperity. Amen. And we just heard a prayer about someone who wanted their friends to be prosperous. And so today when we say that, we mean this fourfold blessing that God has for us. Now, uh, you can find this there if you're on the U version. Also, if you'll look at on our website, you can find out what we believe, why we believe that, and all those things are right there in the palm of your hand. You can study those things out. If you come to a faith track, uh, which is pretty cool, uh, you can learn more about us there as well. But we believe in prosperity, uh, spiritual being first, mental, physical, and financial prosperity. Now, um, I'm not talking about when I use the word prosperity today. I'm not talking about a version of prosperity that has maybe been misused, um, maybe been abused. I'm not talking about even uh, the words get put together a lot of times, prosperity gospel. Um, and uh, it's, it's where in a tendency people can kind of take that terminology and just focus on the good things of God and how many of those God's got some good things for his kids. Amen, because we're going to talk about it in a minute. But, I, you know, so again, that gets partnered. Those words get put together. Uh, it's amazing, again, that you have to add that word to the gospel because I believe the gospel is good news according to Scripture, and it's good all by itself. Um, but it does. It gets, that word gets tacked on to it a lot of times. Uh, I believe just as bad is a word that gets tacked on there also is the word poverty. There's a big message today in a lot of places, and they're preaching the poverty gospel. And I'm like, man, the God, God ain't broke. Amen. He ain't trying to take nothing from you. And so, again, I don't believe in the poverty gospel. What I believe is the gospel. Amen. And the gospel is enough all by itself. Amen. And you don't have to add anything to it. And so, again, it's why we preach it and teach it so heavy and so hard here. So, when we say that, that's not what we're speaking about. Um, we're also not talking talking about this, that you have to have the latest, the greatest, the best that there is in order for you to be considered a blessed Christian or prosperous. Come on. Amen. How many know there's a lot of people who have a lot of stuff that are not really prosperous? Amen. amen. And, and so, again, but also, again, we believe that God does want to prosper us. Uh, when we say it, we believe, I, I like the term 
True prosperity, all right? True prosperity. And so there is this. There is a prosperity of, of area of your life, we believe fourfold, that God wants to bless you in. And God wants to bring that into your life. And again, I know a lot of people have taken the prosperity message and they've misused it. They've abused it for selfish motives and selfish reasons. But there's still a purpose for your prosperity. And anytime we take the principle and then without understanding the purpose behind it, it, we create a perversion, all right? And so that creates for us a misunderstanding. So today when we're looking at this, when we see the message today, when we look at prosperity, I want you to see what the Bible says. Now, we're not saying like you just go around, name it, claim it. Some say um, blab it, grab it. Uh, you know, that's another way. If you've never heard those terms, amen. Uh, you know, so, but I know this, there is power in our words, Come on. Yeah, there's power in what we say. And there is life and death within that. So we as a church, as his body, need to begin to declare and declare the blessings of God that he has. And so when we say this, I want you to, again, just to first of all, be open. If you grew up or you have a bad understanding of the poverty gospel, prosperity of God, whatever those things, whatever that may trigger in you, just set it all aside. And let's focus on the good news of Jesus today. And let's see what he has for us. Let's see what his word says because I believe this. I believe he's a good father. Amen. He is. I believe that he is a good father. I, I lived a lot of my life, and um, it's just how I was understanding what was being taught to me. I don't know if that was the motive behind what was being said, but I took it in a way a lot of times, and I, I had an understanding kind of of this God who was up there just like waiting on me to mess up. I don't know if you've, you've, you've kind of ever had those thoughts about him. I, that he was just like, just, you know, right around the corner and he was looking. You know, he was like, he was just looking right around the corner, ready to take me out. As soon as I messed up, poof, you know, he, it, was, it was over. You know, it's not God. And we'll, we'll, no, we're going to bow before him. We'll, we'll be judged one day according to scripture, but that's not his plan. Bible talks about him being a good father. And, and it's amazing. We're coming up. Thanksgiving is behind us now. And we're recovering from the turkey coma that we got put in. And, and now we're getting ready, getting ready to go into Christmas. And there's people, man, like working harder. There's some working extra jobs to try to like provide and give good gifts to their kids because we want to. Amen. And how many like you're, you love it when your kid actually appreciates what you gave them, all right? Like not opening it up, and you're like, oh, a shirt. <laughs> you know, throw that to the side. You're like, bro, that costs some money. Let me t tell you something, right? You know, I mean, but you want them to, again, take it. You want them to receive that and, and be joyous in that. That's just what we want. We want, we want that for our kids. And, and, and this is a trip because he says in Scripture that, man, we being compared to him are evil. What? Now, again, he's not saying, like, you're an evil. You're an evil person. No, no. But compared to God, we are. Compared to how much he has for us, how much of a good father that he is that he wants to bless and bring to our life so many gifts or so many things that he has. And so we see this here, that he wants to prosper us. Now, the word prosper, this is a cool word I like, and I'm going to share it a couple of times today because this word prosper in the Greek, it means to prosper you and to be successful on the journey. 
dude. That is, that's pretty cool. He wants you to prosper you and for you to be successful on the journey. That's what it means. And so like right now, we're on this journey. And Hunter was singing about that earlier. I didn't even know, man, it clicked when y'all were singing that about being on this journey. I was like, man, that's in the message. That's cool. And I love how this works out. And so we see here that he wants us to be successful on the journey. Now, here's what happens a lot of times. Our definition of success his definition of success, two different things a lot of times. But, you know, sometimes they line up. Sometimes they are the same thing. But this is what he wants for us. He wants us to be prosperous, successful on the journey. I don't know that because, again, we see it in Scripture. We see here in our text today the Apostle John was writing this to one of the elders of a church that he had this great heart for, that he loved, and he loved this church. And so he writes to them, and he's making this statement to them. Now, I'm going to read the text again. It's in the Message Bible this time, just like a paraphrase of Scripture. And this is what it says in 3 John chapter 2 in the Message. It says that we're the best of friends. I think that's awesome, man. Like, man, you're my best friend, and this is what I want for your life. And this is cool. I pray for good fortune in everything you do. That's how we should pray for our friends. Amen. That's how we should pray for those that we love and our church and our family. This is how we should do it. And so he says, I'm praying for good fortune in everything that you do and for your good health. Oh, man, that's awesome. That your everyday affairs prosper as well as your soul. That's cool. So again, this is cool. Now, I'm just like, if John can pray that for his friend, I'm a friend of God. He's praying for me. We know that Jesus at the right hand of the Father interceding for us right now. I believe he's praying for us on the journey that we're on right now to be prosperous in that very thing. And then I get real personal because I'm like, man, as a pastor, as a, as a, as a, with a group of people that I love, I pray that for you. I've been praying that over you this week, man, that you just get into a place where you get in good fortune, your health's good, your everyday affair, every step on the journey that you're on is blessed and prosperous. I want that for you. That's what he wants for you. And so we believe this as a church, that this is what he wants for the body. Now, so again, we understand this. Now, first of all, I want you just to get settled in your mind. Whatever understanding you've had of God, I want you to know this for you. He's on your side. Get that picture of God. He's on your side so much that he comes from heaven to earth, all right, and get, dies on the cross, sung about him, getting up. Man, that is awesome. I love that. So, again, that's how much he loves us. And so this good God brings good gifts to his kids. He just does. And so James chapter 1, verse 17, cool verse, it says that every good and every perfect gift is from above. So that means, man, if it's good in your life, if it's perfect, if it's something that you've been giving, it came from him. It comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. So if, it, if it's good, God gave it, all right? And so that's because, again, he loves you. T tell your neighbor, encourage him. Say, man, he really loves you. Come on, he really loves you. You, man, he does. He really loves you, and he wants to prosper you. I'm, I'm a, we'll back it up. We'll show it to you scripturally. So I want us to do this. We're going to take those four areas 
And we're going to just kind of break those areas down. I'm going to take two today, and I want us to look at the first two areas that we believe when we say, why prosperity? First of all is this. We believe God wants to bless you in your spiritual life. Come on. Amen. Aren't you thankful for that? He wants you to prosper spiritually. Now, I want you to know that this for us, and we believe, because we believe Scripture shows this, by far, compared to all the others combined, this is the most important. There, I mean, everything. Everything revolves first, sets upon this part right here, that we see that the most important area of our life is that he wants to bless us in our spiritual journey. Now, the other things that I believe, again, uh, are, are going to fade away. Uh, they don't go with us into eternity. Again, we have different treasures laid up for us there. We have different ways, different glorified bodies, all that stuff. But our spiritual life will continue on in Him, in full. And it's beautiful. It's a cool promise. And I love that. And it's easy though, and this can happen. We can get focused on the temporary things and miss the main thing. All right, And so this for us is the most important thing. So I want you to apply the principle of prosperity right now to your life spiritually. Now, so I want to ask you this question. Are you successful right now on the journey? Hmm. Are you successful? Would you do this? Now, we're coming up on the end. We're about to enter the last month of 2021. Amen. Aren't you thankful? Amen. Because uh, it's been an interesting year. Uh, some like worse than 2020, but man, God's been still gracious and faithful through all those things. But this is what I want to ask you. I want you to think about it for a second. Seriously. Now, I want you to think about for a moment, as we enter into the last month of 2021, on the journey spiritually, are you further down the road? So this is what he's saying. If we, if we break it down. He wants us to prosper spiritually. So, so if we're prospering spiritually, we're further down the road. And when I'm talking about further down the road, I'm not talking about like further down the road the wrong way. Like you done back, you fell backwards somewhere down. Not that. I'm talking about you're moving forward in your walk with God. And you should be. We should be moving forward in those things. And, and I love the focus. Let's keep reading. In the message, in, in 3 John, verse 3, it says that I was most happy when some friends arrived and brought me the news that you persist in following the way of truth. Like, that's what made me most happy. And it is. I, if, I don't know if you were able to, if you had it, man, maybe as you sat around family, maybe Thanksgiving, how cool would it have been to like, and maybe you experienced this. I hope you did. But if like one of the family members you don't see often, and they start telling you, you know something, man, this 2021 has been incredible with me and Jesus. I'm so much further in my journey now with God. I'm growing in my faith. I'm like maturing in this. This is what he says, man. This is what makes me the most happy is that, that I hear that you're following the way of truth. And it should be for us. Again, we want that for our life as well as those we love. So again, following in the way of truth. Keep reading. Nothing can make me happier than getting reports that my children continue diligently in the way of truth. Man, some of you, parents, you understand this. You know what I'm talking about because, again, nothing makes you happier than that. I mean, again, yeah, I got, daddy, I got this grade. Congratulations, that's awesome. Got this job, praise God. But, man, I'm going after God like I never 
have before. But I'm, I'm, I'm growing closer to him in the way of truth. Man, nothing for us, nothing for you. Him as a father, nothing just brings joy to his ears to look at his children and say, man, they're prospering spiritually. They're further down the road. Because Mark 8, 36 says this. It says, for what will it profit a man? What will it prosper us? What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? So again, everything first sets upon this. Man, this is one of the areas. I, when I'm doing premarital counsel or sitting down with a couple, I'm like, man, you know, the most important thing in your relationship right now is your relationship with God. The greatest thing you contribute to this church, to this body, is your relationship with God. If this is right, what you bring in here is so much better. What you bring and contribute and bring to the table is so much better. So we see this. He wants us to prosper spiritually. Second Corinthians. 5 verse 17. This is what he does. I love it. He says it there that therefore, if anyone is in Christ, today if you're a Christian, you're in Christ. Amen. And he is in you. All right. He is a new creation. All things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Man, that's so good to know that, man, in your walk with God, when you, you, he comes into your life, he makes you new. All the stuff, every failure, every fault, every sin, everything that will separate you from him, send you to hell, keep you divided away from him, is passed away. Amen. It is gone. It is dead in Christ. And now a new life comes forth. Amen. That's beautiful. And spiritually, this is what we see and we understand. We, we learn this, and we spend a lot of time on why salvation, but, man, we saw and we understood that, man, all of us, born into sin, that's why we have to be born again. So every person here may need to be born again. If you have not, this is a day of salvation for us. And this is what it looks like. Romans 10, 9, and 10 says this, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, where believe, man, is like I'm fully relying. I'm fully committing to you, God. That's not just like, yeah, I believe it. No, no. I'm, I'm committing my life to you. I'm surrendering my life. That if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Amen. Come on. You'll be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So this is an area most important above anything else. We believe God wants to prosper you spiritually. And I want you further on the journey tomorrow than you were today. Amen. And so, again, we're moving forward in that. So now we see this first area spiritually is what he wants you to prosper in. But he doesn't stop there. And I'm thankful because the second thing that we as a church believe is that God wants to prosper us in our mental life. Man, he wants us to prosper in our mental life. Life. He wants mental health for his children. It's what he desires for us. Remember again the meaning of this. Listen, to prosper and to be successful on the journey. Man, again, this is what he has for us. He said he wants you to be in health and prosper. So this is what he wants you to be on the journey. And this is the sad part. There are a lot of people on a journey to heaven, but in their mind they're still like living like, man, they're struggling like they're in hell. 
and, and there's a battle that's happening. There is a struggle that's going on. And this is what we believe, that he wants to give you peace today. That he wants to pour that into your life. He wants to give you, in every area, a prosperous life and a blessed life. And this is just the truth. There are a lot of people that's struggling today in this area. There are people that are hurting in this area. And I want you to know this. It's not what God has for you. It is not what God wants for you. Listen, man, he wants so much for you to be prosperous in all areas that when he got on the cross and gave his life, he gave it for you in the fullness of salvation, for the fullness of life that that brings. Not one area to be good and be prosperous in, not one area to be in poverty in. Come on, there's not one area of your life today that God wants you in poverty, that he wants you struggling in. So we see this, that there are a lot of people mentally and emotionally today, it's just, let's be honest, you're struggling in that area. And this is, this is what we do as a church. This is the safest place that you can say that you have an issue with that. Come on. And it's sad. This, it seems like the church are the ones who have shied away from actually talking about the things that we need to be talking about. And the church should be talking about it because the church has the answer. The church has the hope. The church has the victory. And it comes through Jesus. So we do this here. Man, if there's any area of your life today that you need prosperity in, you need blessing in, spiritually or mentally, it's okay to go ahead and say this. I'm not okay. Okay. But it's not okay to stay that way. It's not okay, and it's not okay to use it as an excuse and say, that's how I am. That's how this, this is how I'm geared. No, listen, dig into, tap into, receive everything that God has for you, and that is a prosperous life mentally and spiritually. It's a prosperous life in all areas. And so I, I, I love this scripture. It says this, 2 Timothy chapter 1. Verse 7, it says that for God has not given us a spirit of fear. It's one of the biggest ways that he messes with people's minds right there. He gets into their minds and messes them, gets them into a place of fear that gets you out of trust, that gets you out of faith, that gets you out of trust, belief. It pulls you, it puts you double-minded. It puts you in an area where you will miss what God has for you in this area. And this is the truth. If you're operating in any kind of fear in your life, it did not come from God. It did not. That means it came from somewhere. It didn't come. It wasn't a gift from the Father from heaven. It wasn't a good and perfect gift. He says it this way. He has not given us a spirit of fear. If he didn't give it to me, I don't want it. That's just where I'm at live, man. You know, just keep it simple, bro. I mean, if he didn't give it to me, I don't want it. And so, again, if there's fear operating in your life, that's, that's pulling you away. But listen, he says this is what he gave you. Power and of love, and of a sound mind. Man, declare sound mindness over your, your neighbor. Come on, say that right now. Look at them and say, man, I declare a sound mind over you. Come on. <clears throat> yeah. I declare a sound mind over you. 
The enemy, listen, I promise you, he's after your mind right now. If the enemy can whip you in your mind, he can whip you on the battlefield. He can whip you in the church, in the hospital, in the bedroom, in, in, in your, anywhere. If he can whip you there, he can whip you anywhere. And so, again, you start seeing this. And this is what a sound mind is. I, this is incredible. Sound mind, the definition, if you study it out, it denotes good judgment. So we can have good judgment. All right, we can have that. It's possible. A disciplined thought patterns. Come on. Bring those thought captive. Cast it down. Anything that don't line up with what God says. Amen. Disciplined thought patterns and the ability to understand and make right decisions. So some of us are like, man, I just feel like I keep doing this. I keep doing that. That's not what God wants for you. That's not what's available to you. And matter of fact, if this is what he says, he takes time to address this in the word. Now, just think about it. All the people over all the amount of time, over all the different places that wrote the Bible, and this is centered right in here in the middle of that. We see that there's a point here in our life where he wants us to be victorious and prosperous in the mental capacity of our life today. Every area. And, and this is how we start doing this. We can't, it doesn't just for some come easy. For most, it doesn't just come easy. You have to, again, understand, take those thoughts, bring those things captive, and do what Scripture says right here. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says to do it like this. Be not conformed to this world. All right? Do not be conformed to this world. Again, the world's way of thinking, the world's way of doing things. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is, this is, so this is what happens. A renewed mind leads to a transformed life. So I'll let you get that. So again, be not conformed will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So a renewed mind leads to a transformed life. So we start thinking what he thinks and what he says. So that you may prove what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's awesome. Because you're like, man, God, prove, show me what the good and perfect and acceptable will show it to me, God. He's like, I will. Renew your mind, and then you'll be able to see and prove what is that good and perfect and acceptable will of God. And let's just be honest. A lot today, man, the thoughts that are happening in your mind. Now, listen, I want to go ahead and I, I thought this for a long time. I thought if I had the thought, I was a bad person. This is for somebody. First service didn't get this. Sorry, 9 a.m. if you watch it. All right. <clears throat> yeah. This is for somebody. I, I feel this heavy because I struggled with this. Like, man, I, I thought if I had the bad thought, I'm the bad guy. Listen, I, I don't know who it's for, but grab this. Listen, just because the thought enters your mind, it does not mean you're a bad person. So that's, that's the whole reason he says to bring the thought captive. The ones that don't line up, cast it down. Anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God of what I know to be true about what God says, I'll take that thought, bring it captive. He already knew you would have the thought. He already knew it. Now, again, God wasn't the one who sent it. The enemy works that way, gets in our mind. But listen, just because you had the thought does not mean you're a bad person. But do this with the thought. Cast it down. Do this with that thought process, with that thought life. Renew the mind. If you find your mind going a new place, man, renew that. Bring it back. Center it in. Focus in on where that needs to go. And this is what we see God wanting to do. He wants to bless us in every area. He wants us to prosper in all things. I don't want this for you as your pastor. I promise you God doesn't want, you, want this for you. He doesn't want you okay one out of four. 
He, he doesn't want you to have two out of the four that we're talking about. Amen. Three out of four ain't bad. But listen, he wants you in all areas of your life to be walking in the prosperous and the blessing that he has for you. Now listen, this is, man, this is my job. I love this verse. Isaiah 26, verse 3. Written in Hebrew, we see again the words here. It says that you will keep, in, uh, keep him in perfect peace. This is bad. Now, hear this. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And I can promise you this. If there's an area of your life where you're lacking trust, it's an area of your life where your mind is not stayed on Christ. So you start doing this. You start and you bring the thought. You take the thought that you're having. You take that area where it comes in that you don't have a peace in, an area that you're not trusting in, and you bring that thought and you set it in line with what God says about you. Now listen, I want to read this again. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Listen, he trusts in you. Now, I'm going to tell you all something. This is what I'm about to tell you that is awesome. All right, I'm just going to give you a heads up. This is, about a, this, is some, this is cool, bro. Perfect and peace in the Hebrew are the same word. All right, this is awesome. And I was like, this is cool. When I saw this, I went to my little dictionary thing and my little, you know, little thing tells me. I pulled out, wait a minute, same number. I started clicking on it, man. I started seeing it. Wait a minute, same thing. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't believe that was a typo in the transcription. I don't believe nobody messed that up. I believe it was intended and it was perfectly written for us today. Because he says here, man, and this word for us, you may be, it may be something you're familiar with. It's the word shalom. And this is what he says for us. This is what he has for us. When, if you hear uh, those of the Jewish faith using that word shalom, you hear this. This is what this means. Completeness, soundness, welfare, and peace, health, prosperity, quiet, tranquility, and contentment. This is a big word, man. Friendship of human relationship and with God, especially in covenant relationship. And I love this last definition. Peace from war. Does not, it did not say that war is not happening. You can have peace there right in the middle of it. You can have it right in the midst of that. And, and this is what this was, I was like, this is cool. He wants to give you peace, peace this morning. He wants to give you shalom, shalom. He wants to give you some peace, peace. Some of y'all are like, you got, you're missing about half of your peace this morning. He wants to get like deuces, peace, peace, Cassie. I'm telling you, man, it's what he wants for you. And that, that, that little fire in me this week as I study this out, that this is what he has for you. I mean, and I'm going to be honest, it breaks my heart when I see someone who may be going to heaven but not walking in the victory that God has for them right here, right now. It's not God's plan. It's not what he wants for you. I'm going to ask you if you would to stand with me, please, and as you stand, I'm going to ask you, if you would, to just take a moment and just close your eyes. And just right now during this time, just don't worry about anybody else in this room right now. 
don't worry about any other person standing beside you. This is a moment where God brings us together. And his word has been shared. It has been given to us. And we know there's life in this. And it brings hope to us today. It's what he brings for us. And I want to ask the question. Because it's what's been laid out from the very beginning. He wants to prosper us. It means success on the journey. If any area right now, I want to ask you this. Is this an area right now? Is there an area of your life that you're not successful in the journey right now? Spiritually, man, you're, you're struggling. You're not as, as close to God as you once were. Maybe this morning, that man, maybe you've never surrendered your life to the Lord. You, you've never received the fullness of salvation. Spiritually, I want to see you prosper this morning. I want to see you closer to Him, walking with God like you never have before, so in love with Him. That's what I want for you. That's what He wants for you. And also, I want to ask you this. Where are you at in the journey right now, mentally? And I want you to know this. It's okay. It's okay to say, man, I'm struggling, man. It's, but listen, it's not okay if you stay that way. It's not what God wants. So I'm just going to ask you this. Just rather, heads are by eyes are closed. God knows and you know. I don't want you to do this. It's just If there's an area of your life right now, the man you're saying, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm not, I'm not having success in this area. The enemy is messing with me. I need the peace, peace this morning. I need the peace, peace that only comes from the Father right now. Would you do this just as quick as you can? Can you lift up your hand high to heaven as you can get it right now? Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of hands. Man, there's a lot of hands. Listen, it's not, it doesn't concern or worry God. He's like, man, this is an opportunity for me to pour peace into my kids. That's what he wants for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for being honest. I believe this. And, man, I tell you, I, I still believe in an altar in this church. We still believe in the power of prayer. We believe in the life transformation that happens when God's people pray for one another. I'm going to ask you to do something. Again, it's not, not, this is just, again, because I want to see you experience the peace that God has for you. If you've lifted up your hand, I just want you to take a step and come and quickly as you can do this. Would you come to the altar? And if you're able to kneel in the altar, if you're physically able to do that, I'm going to ask you to come. Yeah, as I come, just find your place to kneel. I promise you this. If you lifted up your hand, listen, if you come, you're not going to be by yourself. They're coming. They're coming from all sides, all directions. Come. Listen, come. It's okay. Yeah. I sense this just as sure as I'm standing on this stage right now, that God's about to pour some peace into some lives. As he said in his word, that, that surpasses understanding. You're going to say like, man, I don't even, how right now? How am I walking in peace in the middle of this situation? Yeah, come, God bless you. God bless you. Yeah, God bless you. Who else? Listen, there's nothing, man. Nothing, nothing to be ashamed of. Listen, we need this. We need the peace. It's what he wants for you. He wants you to prosper. I'm getting ready to declare prosperity in your life over these two areas right now. Oh, man, and just be open to this. And I want our prayer team, as they begin to come and gather around these, if they can. Those who believe in the power of prayer, if you're just a part of our church, you're a part of the family, if you're for the first time, but you believe in this, you believe in what we're speaking about today, the power of the gospel, the power of Jesus, the power of prayer, just come. If it's somebody that you know here, come get with them. That's fine. Yeah. I'm going to pray this over you right now. And after I pray this, they're just going to release this declaration of prosperity and blessing over this house right now. Worship team is going to minister. But God's already poured it out. I sense it already. He's touching some minds right now. 
Yeah, he's touching some minds right now. The attack in the mind right now. You're a Christian, but he's attacking, the enemy's attacking the mind. Right now, I declare peace, peace, a wonderful peace over my brother, over my sister right now, Lord. I declare it today over them, Lord. Spiritually speaking, God, let, let this church, God, let us fall in love with you, God, more than we ever have before. Let us walk in the way of the truth, as your word says, God. So, Lord, I just begin to declare right now your prosperous blessing, Lord, over your people, true prosperity, the true blessing, the true release right now over your kids, God. And I pray, God, that spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, whatever area, God, that you release your healing touch today over this house right now, God, over every person gathered. Yeah, over every person gathered. Man, others are going to be praying over you right now. Just receive this right now. Just receive what God's doing right now. Just receive the peace, peace. And I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to feel like you're having to rush and get back up and go back to your seat. I want you to stay in his presence until you experience the peace, peace of God. I want you to stay in his presence until you experience the shalom, the shalom of God right now, the perfect peace that God brings. Yeah. Hey Amen. We have a lot down here. If, you, if there's others who want to help us pray, we would love to, for you to help us right now. Come on, if you believe in prayer, come on, gather. Come on. You don't have to be a member of this church to pray. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Amen. Yeah. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.